0: This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope, the audio broadcast ministry of Pastor Rick Warren. Today we continue in our series called 50 Days of Faith. In these lessons, Rick looks into God's Word to discover the true meaning of faith and explore ways we can strengthen it. But first, if you'd like to discover the custom-made dream God has just for you, stay tuned. Because in just a few moments, we're going to tell you about the video base created to dream Bible study. You can take a sneak peek right now by going to PastorRick.com while you listen to today's message. Or you can just text the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. That's the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. Right now, here's Pastor Rick Warren with part one of a message called Persisting in Faith.
1: The first verse on your outline in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 says this. We have around us many people, talking about these lives in the Bible, whose lives tell us what faith means. So, let us run the race that is before us and never give up. Now the Bible tells us that life is like a race, it's like a marathon. Unfortunately, very few people finish the race of life well. We get discouraged, we get distracted, we get hurt, we get sidelined, and very few people actually make it to the end of life finishing well. We give up and we end our lives with unrealized dreams and unfulfilled potential. One of the things I shared was that whatever God starts, he finishes. But that is not true of us as human beings. We start a lot of things that we don't finish. We leave a lot of things in life unfinished. We start something over here and we get tired, bored, distracted, whatever, and we move over here. And then we move to something else and over and we throughout our lives we have a this, this, the highway is strewn with rubble of unfinished projects, unfulfilled commitments, unkept promises, because we get discouraged. Now, if you've been discouraged over any issue in your life, you picked a good week to come to church, because we're going to look at how to finish what you start, even when you feel like giving up. And the Bible tells us that there are four things you need to do if you want to finish the race of life well. The first thing is this, remove any distractions. Remove any distractions that keep you from running the race of life that God meant you to run. The rest of that verse, Hebrews chapter 12 verse 1 says this, and let's read it aloud together. Let us run the race that is before us and never give up. We should remove from our lives anything that would get in the way and the sin that so easily holds us back. He says, remove anything that gets in the way that keeps you from running your race. Now, God created you for a unique race. Only you can run your race in life. All of us have a different life to live. All of us have a different race to run. The problem is other people want you to run their race. Have you figured that out? And as you go through life, people start putting expectations on you. Your parents put expectations on you about the kind of life you're supposed to live. Your peers put expectations on you about the kind of life you're supposed to live. People you work with, friends, well-meaning people put all kinds of expectations on you and those actually become distractions because you can't live anybody else's life. You can only live the life that God meant for you to live. And you won't finish the race well unless you deal with these issues. They load you down with distractions. Now Paul says the key to finishing a good race is to simplify your life. Get rid of the baggage. Remove the diversions. Eliminate the distractions, the the time wasters in your life that keep you from what is best that God wants for your life. Now, the question is, what could distract you from your life mission? What could distract you from the purpose that you were put on this earth to fulfill? Well, a lot of things. For one thing, trying to be like other people will distract you. Another would be making wealth the primary goal of your life. If wealth is the primary goal of your life, obviously God's purpose for your life is not the primary goal, and you are being distracted. Habits can distract you from finishing the race. The wrong kind of friends can distract you from what God puts you on earth to do. Television, good things can distract you. And the Bible says, remove those things. Now the biggest distraction of all, you want to know what it is? It's your past. Your past keeps you from finishing the race and it loads you down. So many people are loaded down with either guilt over things that we have done wrong or resentment, things that other people have done wrong to us. And when you walk around with guilt and resentment or shame and bitterness, shame over things you've done and bitterness or resentment over things others have done to you, it's like trying to run the race carrying two bags of garbage on your shoulders. It's gonna slow you down. And what happens is we get stuck. We get sidelined. We get tripped up by other people and we get tripped up by ourselves. And you continue to hold on to hurts from way back and you refuse to forgive and you keep on beating yourself up over some bad decision you made a while back. And that keeps you, that's a distraction, that keeps you from running the race God meant for you to run. Now, Paul, the Apostle Paul, he had a lot of regrets. He had a lot to regret. Uh, Before he became a believer in Jesus Christ, he was a religious terrorist. He went around killing people. So he had a lot to regret. But notice what he says in the next verse. Forgetting the past, circle that, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead, I strain to reach the end of the race. He says, I'm not going to let things from my past keep me stuck. I have a race to run. I'm going to focus on the finish line, not focus on the hurts that have been done to me and uh, the hurts that I've done to other people. I got to get going. You know, this last week, I learned that a former staff member who is not here anymore, a former staff member, I just learned this week, they flat out lied to me in in a question that I asked them, a bald face untruth. And when I heard that, even though that happened a while back, a long time back, in fact, I, um, I started to get really upset on the inside. And I don't know if you've ever do, ever do this. I started writing a letter in my mind. They <laughs> do that, an angry letter. I'm going to tell them, Christians don't lie to each other. And, you know, I'm just thinking of all of these great, you know, all of my logical brilliance comes together in an angry letter. And I just start thinking about And all of a sudden I thought, oh, wait a minute, time out. What a waste of emotional energy this is. It's over. It's done with. It's not gonna change. They're not even here anymore. Why waste my emotional energy? Let it go. Drop it. You know what it is? It's a distraction. You need to do that too. To be persistent in life, to finish what you start, you're gonna to have to conserve your emotional energy for the future, not for the past. Does that make sense? Focus all your emotional energy on the future, not worry and regret and guilt of the past. So you gotta let go of grudges against other people. You've gotta let go of guilt, and you've gotta let go of grief. The Bible tells us in Isaiah 43, verse 18, don't dwell on the past because it will be a distraction.
2: You want to finish well? Second thing you and I have to do is remember the reward. Remember the reward that God has out there in front of us. You cannot run the race well without an eye on the finish line. If you're going to finish well in life, you have to remind yourself. I have to remind myself of of why we do what we do. Otherwise, you're going to end up thinking, why even make the effort? The why behind what you do determines how long you're going to last in what you do. If the why is immediate gratification, you're going to last for five minutes. If it doesn't come, you'll stop. If the why is short-term or long-term satisfaction, you may last a little bit longer. But the only why behind what we do that makes us able to last all the way through life, through some of the tough things that you have to face in life, is the eternal reward that God will give to us. And so, when you feel like giving up, when you feel like I'm not gonna make it, sometimes the only thing that will get you through is to say to yourself these words, my faith will be rewarded. Look at this verse from 1 Corinthians chapter 9. Let's read it together. To win the contest, you must deny yourselves many things that would keep you from doing your best. But we do it for a heavenly reward that never disappears. So I run straight to the goal with purpose in every step. A heavenly reward, personally rewarded by God. Now, I I talk to a lot of people, the idea of heavenly reward is honestly something that that worries them rather than motivates them. A lot of us worry about, am I even going to join in on that heavenly reward? We say things to ourselves like, I'm no saint, I don't don't know about me. And one of the things we need to do to look forward to this reward is to change our idea about how God rewards us. See, many of us have an idea of God rewarding us based on a balance scale kind of reward system. That there's the good things that I do and the bad things that I do. And if I can sort of balance them out and maybe do a few more good things than bad things, maybe I'll get some little tiny rewards when I get to heaven. God does not reward us based on that balance scale. I don't know about you, but I'm very glad about that. God rewards us instead based on something called grace. Here's what grace means. Grace means all of the wrong things I've done, all the sins I've committed, God erases and forgives every one of them when I put faith in His Son, Jesus Christ. And grace means that every good thing that I do by faith, God rewards. Everything, every word that I speak by faith, God will reward that. Every thought, every prayer that I pray by faith, God will reward that. Every action by faith, God will reward that. Every single one. That's what you and I have to look forward to. God made us. He he fashioned us to look forward to the reward. Think about this in your life. If you're you're having a tough day at work, what happens about the middle of the day? You start thinking about the way you're gonna reward yourself on the way home. Like, I'm gonna stop by and buy some Hagen dazs on the way home. This is a tough day. This will help me to make it through. If you're having a a tough week, you think, well, at least there's the weekend. I'm going to do something different on the weekend. You look forward to the reward. You're having a tough year. You start thinking about, well, at least there's that vacation. Let me ask you this. What do you do when you're having a tough life? (laughs) What do you do when the weekend isn't long enough to help you to make it through? There's no vacation good enough to give you hope in life. You see, there are many times in life when the only hope, the only strength that's big enough to help you to make it through, to know I can finish well, to encourage you in tough times, is knowing that God has a reward that is out there for us, personally given to us. You look at yourself sometimes and we all think, why can't I get motivated today? Sometimes the reason is you need a higher motivation. The next paycheck and even the next business opportunity is not enough to motivate you anymore. You need the motivation that can come only from the reward that God will give as we are faithful to Him. Not external motivation or internal motivation, but the eternal motivation that keeps you going forever. Paul says that kind of motivation in 1 Corinthians 9, that motivation helped him to run with purpose in every single step in his life. It changed the way he lived. That kind of motivation helps you to focus not on your problems, but on God's purpose in your life. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 12 says this. Don't drag your feet. Be like those who stay the course with committed faith and then get everything promised to them. Would you circle in that verse the word promised? One of the ways you can focus on God's reward in eternity is by focusing on God's promises for now. In fact, that's one of the reasons during these 50 days of faith that we're doing a different verse, different promise from God's Word each week we're memorizing. This week we're looking at one from Galatians chapter 6, verse 9. Let's read the verse, let's read it together and read the verse reference before and after because that's often the most difficult part to remember. So let's do it together. Galatians 6, 9, let us not get tired of doing what is right. For after a while we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't get discouraged and give up. Could any of you ever use, oh, you're better than I am. Galatians chapter six, verse nine. (laughs) We're gonna have to do it again because I did it wrong in just a minute. Could any of you use this verse in your life? Let's read it again. Galatians six, nine. Let us not get tired of doing what is right. For after a while, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't get discouraged and give up. Galatians six, verse nine.
1: Now, that verse gives us the third key to finishing the race of life. Resist all discouragement. If you want to finish what you start, you don't want to get discouraged. If you've got to remove the distractions, you've got to uh, remember the reward, and then you have to resist all discouragement. You don't give in to it. You fight it. This
0: is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. We are so happy that you've chosen to study along with us today. Now, if this message has encouraged you, or if God put someone on your mind or heart that needs to hear it, would you please share it? You'll be so glad you did, and so will they. And be sure to let them know about Pastor Rick's free daily email devotional at PastorRick.com. Rick will be back in just a moment, but first... Did you know that God has a dream for your life? Before you took your very first breath, He had already placed the gift of imagination into your brain and hardwired creativity into every cell of your body. But discovering and fulfilling your God-given dream will require a journey of faith on your part. That's why Pastor Rick just released the Created to Dream Bible Study. Based on the core teaching found in his best-selling book, Created to Dream, this six-week video-based study will reveal the process God uses to fulfill the custom-made dream he has just for you and the faith-building phases he'll lead you through as he does. This video study includes an enhanced workbook with lesson outlines, key verses, and the homework for deeper reflection between each session. You can do this study on your own or with friends in a small group setting. So whether you're feeling stuck, forgotten, afraid, or uninspired, the Created to Dream Bible Study will give you the tools you need to awaken and pursue the custom-made dream God created you to fulfill. And today, when you give a gift to help Daily Hope take the Word of God to a hurting world, we'll send you the Created to Dream Bible Study Kit to say thanks. Go to PastorRick.com or text the word HOPE to 800-600-5004 to get your very own copy of the Created to Dream Study Kit. And if you choose to become a partner in HOPE with automated monthly giving, We'll also send you a very special welcome gift to show our appreciation. That's PastorRick.com or text the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. And thanks so much for your support. Here's Rick with a letter from one of our listeners.
3: You know, we get letters and emails from people all around the world and from all ages. And here's one that I got from a listener in Indonesia. His name is Stephen and he's 12 years old. He wrote, Dear Pastor Rick, thank you for the powerful way that you've impacted my life. I'm just a 12-year-old schoolboy in Jakarta, Indonesia, but I listen to the broadcast every morning on the way to school. My life has changed completely this year. I'm at a new school, and my family's just about recovered from some financial problems, but I'm still having to learn a whole new way of life. Some days I really feel bad, and I ask God to help me. But then the Daily Hope broadcast comes on the radio, and you always say something that helps me feel better. And I know that at that moment, God is trying to speak directly to me through you. So thank you ever so much. <laughs> well, thank you ever so much, Stephen. I love hearing from people like you literally all around the world who've been impacted through, through Daily Hope. You know, by the way, I want to thank all of those of you who support us regularly with your financial gifts every month. We can't do this without you. But because of you, we're able to minister to people like this 12-year-old boy, Stephen, in Jakarta, Indonesia. You're never going to know this side of heaven, the number of lives that you have impacted because of your gifts to Daily Hope. Thank you, Thank you, thank you. When we get to heaven, we're all going to rejoice and see the results there. If you'd like to let Rick know how this
0: broadcast has blessed you, please feel free to send him an email at rick at pastorrick.com. That's rick at pastorrick.com. Be sure to join us next time as we look into God's word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Pastor Rick's Daily Hope, and your generous financial support.